I mean, what even is there to say to start this? I mean, Shane and I ran out of words last week. You wouldn't think we'd be able to run out of words this week, but I think we might do it again. But quickly, welcome into this week's episode of the BGN Instant Reaction Show. I'm Jesse Taylor. I'm here, as always, with Rachelle Behind the Glass. Shane Half is here with me. It's another late night, and we're going to jump right in to talk about this. I don't – what do we call it? Do we call it a football game? Because it didn't look like much of a football game from from where I was sitting. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Do we have to talk about this game? What's your favorite Christmas movie, Jess? Let's just pivot here. <laughs> um, I think my favorite Christmas movie. I'm a, I'm such a sucker for Elf, but I also I really enjoy a good a good viewing of Christmas with the Cranks. What about you, Shane? Uh, Elf's Elf is definitely up there. Um, you know, I mean, we could do we could do a lot with Christmas movies. We could debate if Die Hard's a Christmas movie. We could do a lot of things. <laughs> I'm wearing my Eagles Christmas we sweater. Could, uh, yeah, who's we could kill the next 30 minutes and not even talk about the atrocity that was this. Yeah. I took my daughter to see Santa today. She screamed. She doesn't, she's not a fan of Santa. Ah, that's yeah. I, well, I had that same reaction while watching this game. So if we, Ra- Rachel <laughs> was in my way. ear telling me we got to bring this back around to the football game. So there you go. There's the segue. <laughs> All right. What do I mean? Where do we start? Do you want to? Hey, there was a really good special teams play in there. Thought of you immediately. Some some great special teams action from your Philadelphia yeah, Eagles. Yeah, love that fake punt. Sunday in December. When we got when Josh Job got the kick catch interference penalty, I, I took the I took the screenshot of him right there and I tweeted that and I said that's the closest an Eagles defensive back has been to a Cowboy attempting to catch a football today. Put him in, like just put him in on defense. Um, you know, big, big picture, we could come on the show and we can say the Eagles control their fate for winning the division with a tough game next week against Seattle. Yep. Wait, next week, Seattle, right? Yeah. Yeah. Next week, Seattle. And then it goes giants, Cardinals, giants. You went out, you win your division. You're hoping the 49ers lose one and you get the one seed. And that's all true. It's so hard to figure out what's real with this team. Like one side of me says it's week 14. And if you haven't put it all together yet, you're probably just not as good as you thought you were. Like another part of me says the dolphins are in contention for the one seed in the AFC and the Eagles beat them decisively. And the Eagles, you know, they they've gone through this run and, you could truly attribute some of this if you want to look at it the glass half full way and say you play that overtime game against the Bills. You chase that into a physical 49ers game and this team just looks exhausted. They look beat up. Um, You've got A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith both dropping multiple passes tonight. They each fumble. That's not something that you expect to see happen. And so like you could go either way. Like I could legitimately, someone could legitimately convince me this is a good football team that's going through it right now and they can rebound and hit the playoffs refreshed and ready to go. But if I watch that play out, even if they're, you know, even if they win against the Seahawks and they beat the giants Cardinals and giants by three scores, each of those games, 
it's just going to be hard to trust it. Like you could be sitting there on a buy while everybody else is playing, waiting to host what's probably going to be Dallas. If that was the case in the second round of the playoffs. And I just don't know how you could feel confident. So like I'm at a place that I'm not out on this team, but there's nothing that can happen the rest of the season that will make me confident going into a playoff game. Like, I don't know what's real. I don't know. Is this a good team? Is this not a good team? I know what their record says they are. I know what we've seen the last two weeks. I have no idea where this team's at. And it's, it's, it's hard because, you know, if we would have looked at the schedule going into the season, right. And you were sitting there in September and looking through, trying to figure out, okay, where are they going to be? What is going to be tough? You look at, you know, this was the, the, the stretch of games, right. These last six, that they've played or, you know, six or seven, if you you want to include Seattle and that. And, you know, if you would have said, okay, after, you know, this relatively easy stretch to start the season, they're going to go four and two in this really tough stretch that includes Dallas twice, the 49ers, the Bills, and the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, they're going to win the first three of those games and then they're going to lose two but, you know, they'll get back on track and they'll still be, you know, 10 and whatever, 10 and three going into week 15. You would have told us that back in September and we would have gone, okay, that sounds great. The problem is it's so tight at the top of the NFC that, you know, there's one division that's like someone has to win it. So they have to, you know, create a playoff spot for the NFC South. But, you know, obviously you get a little bit of help from the Bears pulling out a win today over the over the Lions because they were for a while going to be the toughest opponent or toughest competition, I guess, for the top because they only had they had two losses for a while and and you know, everything. So, you know, but now obviously you're tied with Dallas, you're tied with with the 49ers. They have the one seed because they have the tiebreaker. So because it's so tight at the top of the there, there isn't that wiggle room. So that's where, you know, it it becomes frustrating. And you're right, because of the way that they have lost these last two games, it's really hard to determine and trust what what they might be. You know, I, I mean, I to be completely honest with you. Walking out of last week, obviously, you know, we had a little bit of a meltdown on here. And then, but by the time it got to, you know, back end of the week when Sam and I are recording Babes on Broad on Friday morning, I had, I was completely calm, cool, collected, had the utmost confidence in this team to be able to go in there and get this win. I had complete confidence they were going to be able to do it. So the way that Jalen Hurts is as a person and the way that he is able to get his mindset for a game, I have all the confidence in the world in him. Obviously, you you don't want him to turn the ball over where he does. You don't want him to fumble there. Aside from the fumble, I thought he played, he rebounded nicely from last week. He didn't get much help on that otherwise. You know, five of those balls that were dropped don't get dropped. The, you know, two the fumble by AJ, the fumble by Devontae, some of those things don't happen. We're looking at a little bit different there. I, I'm not going to say that he, you know, played like an MVP tonight because he didn't. But in comparison to the way he played last week, I thought he played much better. The offensive line was not giving him much there. And, you know, we'll, I'm sure we'll get to the defense at some point, not, you know, not being able to do anything. But I mean, it's just frustrating because last week they, outright got their asses kicked like just plain and simple they got their asses kicked there was no way around it tonight you watched all of those plays be left out there 
and them make stupid mistakes like turning the ball over, like bad penalties that they're, you know, taking on that, that killed that opening drive by them. Um, you know, you saw them all kind of left out there on the field, which makes it that much more frustrating. Yeah. It's, it's, if it's not one thing, it's another, right? If you start running the football and there's some success, then all of a sudden you're going to get false starts that put you behind the sticks. And by the way, then you're going to have to throw the ball to make up that penalty yardage and your receiver is going to drop it. And then Jalen's going to fumble and then Devonta Smith's going to drop a touchdown. It just, I, yeah, it, it's just, I don't know where you go with that. Like, it's not many games that you're going to fumble the ball three times and have AJ Brown and Devonta Smith dropping multiple passes. Like I, that that's probably the worst game of Devonta Smith's career. It's AJ Brown's worst game as an Eagle. Uh, I won't say it's the worst game of his career. I think there was a couple in Tennessee when things were just going really bad, but two of your star players having that kind of game and Jalen hurts fumbling the ball uh, that kills you early in the game. And, I so much going wrong on the offensive side of the ball and, and on the defensive side of the ball too. I mean, the defense, they stepped up in the second half, but in the first half, they just continued that streak of giving up touchdowns and field goals and dating back to, you know, the last six drives of the 49ers game. Now they buckled down in the second half uh, and they gave the Eagles a shot. And I mean, for all the things we could say about the defense as as bad as they played, they outscored the offense. And so, uh, you know, the, in the second half, they force a three and out, they get a touchdown on defense, and then they gave up three consecutive field goals. Like, there's worse defensive performances, and I'm not by any stretch of the imagination defending the defense because they're every bit as complicit in digging us in these big holes. It's just, you look at this roster, and somebody asked me at halftime about the Eagles you know, defense is this talent, is it scheme? And I was like, well, there's, it's, it's not either, or it's both. And like this defense isn't as good as people think it is for one thing. Um, but also the Buffalo bills lost Tredavious white, all pro corner. They lost Matt Milano. Who's a top three linebacker in the league. They lost Kyir Elam. They lost another safety. They lost another edge rusher. They're top five in scoring defense. Like it's both and like this defense is poorly coached. They're tackling poorly the last two weeks. And you can look at all that again and say, well, they were coming off of a game in Buffalo where they played a hundred snaps and they got out physical to the 49ers and they look exhausted. And that's just where it's hard to figure out. Like those can all be true. Playoff football is coming. That's what playoff football is. It's back to back to back weeks of playing top teams. Unless you, get to face the giants like the Eagles did last year. And so you have to be ready for that. It's nice that they're going to have a few weeks here and they need, like they desperately need to go into Seattle on Monday night and they need to beat down the Seahawks and start to feel themselves again a little bit. There was just a brief stretch after that defensive touchdown when you could tell the defense was getting a little bit of juice and, and then it just went away because the offense can't move the ball. And when they do move the ball, they turn it over. It's just, comedy of errors um there's gonna be a lot of talk about coordinators there'll be a lot of there's we don't need to play the blame game of who's at fault in the words of jason kelsey at the super bowl parade it's the whole team it's the whole team everyone on every guy on the roster every coach on the coaching staff's at fault 
Yeah. And and it's interesting because I was, you know, texting Sam early in the game and and she said to me, you know, if they lose this game, does someone get fired this week? And it's very uncharacteristic for the Eagles to make any sort of in-season change. I think when they when they fired Chip Kelly, it was a very it was a rarity that was so unlike them um to do. And, you know, I said, no, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. And she goes, okay, well, does, does someone, you know, should someone be, and, you know, I'm never going to be one to say someone should get fired, you know, but the question is, okay, well, if you want to go with Brian Johnson, that's fine as he's not a great play caller, but it's not his offense. It's Nick Sirianni's offensive scheme that he's calling the plays for. So is it fair to fire him when Nick Sirianni is the one that designed the offense, but they're not going to fire Nick Sirianni. And if you look at the defensive side of the ball, it's like, yeah, the defense has let up 30 points the last three weeks. And that's not what you want. But also we knew going into the season that they let go the best linebacker that they had developed in years, didn't replace him with anybody. And the safeties were just basically non-existent on the roster. In, in terms of talent, they're not going to fire Howie Roseman. So what, what are you going to, like, what are you going to do? I don't know. Where do you start? Like, there's a lot of issues here. Yeah. Well, where they're going to start is going to the podium after the game and saying that we didn't play up to we our standards and we got to be better. <laughs> and we're going to hold ourselves accountable. Uh, am I doing that right? I mean, yeah. Do you have a copy of the Eagles PR handbook? Because that's pretty yeah, much yeah. it. It's three pages long. Those those three sentences on each page. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it's rough. I I don't have a lot of issues right now, at least, with Brian Johnson in this game. Thought the offense moved the ball. Star players didn't make plays. You look at the defensive side, and there's things there I just don't like. And generally – I, I like that Desai was willing to try things. I just don't like the buttons he's been pressing over the last Even down to, like, they had a third down. This after Reed Blankenship is hurt. They have a third down, and they go with a cover zero blitz. And you have Kevin Byard, who is your best cover safety on the team, even if Reed Blankenship's out there. And you have Sidney Brown, who just loves to run downfield and blow up people. And they blitz Kevin Byard, and they ask Sidney Brown to cover Jake Ferguson one on one. Why? J- just why? Like you're sh- clearly showing cover zero before the snap. This isn't a disguise thing. You just willingly said to the safety that can't cover, "Hey, go cover this tight end one on one." And to the safety that can cover, why don't you go try to rush the passer? I, I, it's things like that that really yeah. frustrate me with Desai and. He wasn't dealt the best hand, but again, there's guys out there doing more with less. He's not doing more with less. And I, I, I've had real issues with his approach last week. I had real issues with his approach this week. Certainly the defense is not very talented. And when you where the defense needs to win is the front with the pass rush. And the pass rush is dead because you drafted a rookie in the first round as an edge rusher that plays eight snaps a game. And Josh Sweat, before this game, Josh Sweat had played a career-high number of snaps this season. He's not rotating out at all. Hassan Reddick's not rotating out at all. Like, these guys are going to wear down. And when the pass rush wears down, 
you don't have the guys behind to be able to play coverage like that. And it shows. And the pass rush, as it has become less effective over the last few weeks, the Eagles have given up 30, 42, 33. They can't stop teams. And then they turn the ball over. And then they turn it's the ball over. It's a really good recipe that we are cooking with right now. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's brutal because there's there's we talked about it last week, you know, especially on third down. You know, they're the worst third down defense in the NFL. There there's no such thing as a third and long. They're automatic. It doesn't matter. Like and and you know, there's no such thing as getting behind the sticks on defense for them. It just doesn't exist. And it's it's unbelievably frustrating because even if the offense could get into any sort of rhythm and move the ball. You can't rely on your defense to get a stop at any point when you need them to. Yeah. And and especially, and and like, listen, they, they had a couple really good games where, you know, they were down 10 and came back and won and everyone got their, you know, what together at halftime and they figured out whatever. And that's all well and good, but like, we can't be digging ourselves into a 24 to three hole every week and expect that, you know, adjustments at halftime are going to be enough to fix that problem against other good football teams like you said the best teams in the nfl week after week after week is what the playoffs are yeah that over the last three weeks the eagles have gotten their opponents into 49 third downs they've allowed a conversion on 33 of the 49 that's 68 percent now a couple of those that's there's three fourth down conversions in there so if you just pull their third downs it's 30 of 49, not 33, but the fourth downs oh, count. So yeah. So 30, 33 of 49 times they've gotten them to a third down the last three weeks. They've allowed a first down. Does that include ones that they've been called for penalties as well? They give them a first no. down that they could have. No, those don't register as third downs for the oh, stats. Well, there's there's great. So there should be way more <laughs> than the percentage is going to go up, is what you're yes. telling me. Yeah, if you trace that out, great. it would definitely be higher. Awesome. That's what I love to hear. <laughs> I mean, like, how is it too late to flex the game next week back to Sunday, at four o'clock? Is it too late to go backwards? Because I don't want to stay up Monday night and have to do this again. I think it. Not I think it is. Can you imagine how funny it would be if the NFL did that? Though they're like, yeah, never mind. Actually, never mind. We didn't mean to send that tweet. In fact, we would like to see Bailey Zappi and Zeke Elliott on Monday Night Football <laughs> with 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 Patrick Mahomes and uh, see if they can line up on sides this time. It's probably worth mentioning that um, Jalen Hurts never attempted a pass that wasn't targeting A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, or Dallas Goddard. Elamide uh, Zacchaeus gets the one reception. That was from Braden Mann on the fake punt. Not that that's a bad thing. That's who you want to funnel targets through. Those are your good players, right? But where's the checkdowns to the running backs? I mean, and Hertz didn't take, Hertz only took one sack uh, in the game. So it's not like he was getting sacked a lot, but where's the angle screen that they ran to DeAndre Swift like three times in the Bills game that worked really well and they haven't run it in, you know, they haven't run it since then. The the little, the little swing passes to the running backs. Like, I don't know. I don't know where that stuff is. So, like, I didn't think everything was trying to push downfield, which is good. They need to be able to play within structure more, but you can't exclusively. T- and I'm, and again, I'm not arguing that they should be t- 
targeting Quez Watkins more or anything like that. But if, if you're totally ignoring two of your five receiving options, defenses will start to key into that. And, and you do have to keep defenses honest. Like we talk about get, taking what the defense gives you. Stefan Gilmore was all over AJ Brown tonight. Like throw it to Ron Bland. He's had a rough go of it. Like don't, don't, don't pigeonhole yourself into these are the only guys that I will throw to. And I wouldn't even mention this if not for the fact that I saw in last week's game several times that a tight end was open, but it wasn't Dallas Goddard. And so Jalen Hurts didn't throw the football. And so it's a little concerning if there's three guys I'll throw the football to. And if it's not one of them, I'm not going to look your way. And again, I haven't watched, you know, I can't, I don't know what he's looking at this week yet, but I just think it's worth mentioning. The ball never went to anybody else. And they were a pretty check down heavy team. They were throwing to backs a lot earlier in the season. That seems to have gone away. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think I saw a tweet earlier and I don't remember who it was from. I'll have to try to find it, but it was basically kind of saying one of the things, Oh, here it is from Mark Kramer. It says my biggest complaint about Brian Johnson is the play design last year. Shane Steichen created so many easy throws for Jalen and allowed him to get into a rhythm early. This year just seems like there's nothing easy for Jalen and everything is down the field without any creativity, which I totally agree with. He just seems, I think, I think that just might contribute to it a little bit to this point at this point in the season, there has not been a single game where he has looked comfortable to start. So he's just going to throw where he is most comfortable. And it's those three guys. There's nothing about the way that they start games that allow anybody on the offense to get into a rhythm, to allow them to expand beyond that a b or c direction and it's again and it's just i mean you you said it week 14 there's not much that's going to get better it's, it really just might only get worse from here yeah there's the offense can get back on track the offense has 
skilled players all over the place. As somebody somebody said it in the comments here, and I saw it pop up at one point. I don't see it now, but you can fix the offense, right? You have A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard. You've got a good offensive line. You have Jalen Hurts. You've got DeAndre Swift. You can fix this offense if yes. you don't start getting desperate and pressing. And we've seen the Eagles go down that road before with Carson Wentz. And I'm not in any way comparing Jalen to Carson Wentz. We've seen Josh Allen do that with the bills down the stretch last year when it was just like the weight of the world was on his shoulders and he was pressing too hard, trying to make everything happen. Like if you can relax, take a deep breath, say, well, this was embarrassing. We blew our cushion and you can get back to the basics and play within the structure of the offense. The offense can be a top 10 unit easily. The defense, I don't think so. Like I, I don't think I don't think the defense can. And even if you get your pass rushers rested up and you get your pass rush firing on all cylinders, and there's been a lot of reactions about the cornerbacks. I thought Slay played pretty good tonight. Uh, I didn't notice Bradbury too much. Um, I generally think they've played decently the last couple games, tackling aside in the 49ers game. But linebacker is so bad. This team, this defense doesn't have a chance to be good. Can they be like average? Maybe. I don't think so. I think you're just in for like the defense isn't going to be very good. And so the offense can't just be good. They've got to be great and they've got to get back to that. Uh, it's not enough to be an average offense when the defense plays this way. So I need the offense has to become elite again, I guess is what I'm saying. And they have the tools to do that. If they can step back and get perspective and get right and get confident again, we've seen them play that way this year. The defense just has to give you something. And the defense did give them something tonight. They're playing an offense. That's on an incredible hot streak in the second half. Uh, the defense scored seven points and gave up nine. You can win games doing that. It, you can win games yeah. forcing a key turnover and giving up long field goal drives if your offense plays really well. And that's where the money is spent on this team. That's where the superstars are on this team. So at the end of the day, the offense has to step up. If the Eagles want to make a playoff run, Hurts and the offense have to get it together. The defense just isn't going to. Yeah. And, and, the offense, I, I'm totally with you. The offense can. It's just a matter of it happening. <laughs> and, you know, the guys that make all the money not dropping the ball or fumbling. Yes. And, you know. and, and, and that's where we circle back to where we started this whole conversation. A and that's what does it take for you to become confident in this team heading into the playoffs? Because you look at the teams that are left on the roster, you've got the Giants twice they're 26th in defensive dvoa the seahawks are 24th the cardinals are 30th like you literally don't play a, a defense that ranks higher than the bottom eight the rest of the season and so the offense should be able to start firing on all cylinders they should be able to get some confidence to get some swagger heading into the playoffs like it's a nice four game stretch for that and yeah. a lot of times if you can get that rolling, even against a bad team, it just makes the offense better. Oh yeah. But it's going to be hard to trust. Say, like It's going to be hard for me. Yeah. If I see the offense put up 35, four weeks in a row, there's still going to be that little nagging doubt in the back of my head for me, for 
a lot of our listeners, it's like, but is this for real? Because they will remember what happened when the Eagles face the Cowboys and the 49ers, two teams that are going to be waiting for them in the playoffs. So it's just, I'm not going to be able to be fully confident at any point going into the playoffs, but I will feel better if the offense can just get back on track and they certainly have an on-ramp to do so. And that's what I want to see over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I would say they need to put up 30 plus those last three, last three weeks for sure. And they need to not turn the ball over three weeks in a row. Yes. They need to have zero turnovers on the offensive side of the ball for those last three weeks at minimum. If you want to throw in next week in Seattle to, to all these things too, great. But Giants, Cardinals, Giants, they need to score upwards of 30 and not turn the ball over and just clearly be in a rhythm for all four quarters. Like we talked about last week, not three, not two, all four. Yeah. 12 straight quarters of complete offense. And from there, and you know, I think one of the biggest issues with, you know, you obviously said the the usage is is outrageous for for some of these defensive players. If the offense could just take back the way that they won so much and won so big last year was taking control of every game. They dominated time of possession throughout the entire season. They went on these long, you know, 9, 10, 11 minute drives to just absolutely beat down a defense, but also kept their defense off the field. So if they can do that and keep their defense fresh and not even, and again, not even just by outscoring teams and, and beating teams by 20 plus, I simply mean if, you, if they end in a field goal some of the time, fine. But if you can run a 12 play nine minute drive two or three times a game and you can keep your defense fresher than they have been, that's, I feel like I feel way better about the defense that's going out on the field in that moment than I do about this defense that's just beat down and exhausted right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, out-possessed by 12 minutes tonight. They were out-possessed by like 19 minutes in the Bills game. Like, it adds up. And like we already talked about, you're thin in the trenches on the defensive side of the ball already. That's a cumulative effect. And it would be really nice uh, if they can get the win against Seattle. Best case scenario, you go blow out Seattle. And then the next three weeks, you get up big and you get some of these trench players some rest and you hit the playoffs with your legs back. And maybe maybe you're past that point of no return. I don't know how that works cumulatively on your body throughout the course of an entire NFL season. But, uh, you know, you desperately need Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, Hassan Reddick, Fletcher Cox. You need all of these guys with juice and I just don't yeah. feel like they have that right now. And I think that's as much a function, like you mentioned of snap counts and being dominated in time of possession as anything. Yeah. All right. I I'm excited to bring Rachel in here because we have 60 responses to this tweet, at least <laughs> last I checked of three words. And I'm just so interested. I haven't looked at them, but they keep yeah. growing. And, um, is everyone getting fired? Yeah. Good. Yep, yeah. You're absolutely right. That's what I'm seeing here today. Fire everybody. Um, <laughs> fire everybody for real. Uh, somebody said, are we frauds? And we've gotten to that point um, where people are really questioning it. Not feeling great. 
fire Brian Johnson, never fails. Disappointed, but not surprised. Where's DeAndre Swift? Um, he finished tonight with 11 carries, 39 yards. Um, where else? What else did I see? Team looks defeated. I see a lot of that. Somebody in on YouTube sent one also I saw earlier. Everyone panicked, which I was like, yeah, I think we're at that place. We talked about it last week. Like, last week was bad. And we kept saying, like, if they win both – I mean, if they lose against both the Cowboys and the 49ers, like, we're in a bad place. And so I'm definitely concerned. I'm definitely a little worried now. Um, it just sucks to see. Uh, hire Frank Wright. Somebody said that. I've seen a couple of those. Yeah. About that. Yeah. Um, hard to watch. Too many turnovers. Figure it out. Big loser energy. And we are frauds. So I'm seeing a lot of those ones. Somebody said, oh, somebody. Oh, I thought it said somebody hire me. It said somebody fire me. Okay. Um, and then somebody said, do not panic. Where's you guys' panic level as of right now? I don't know. I'm more disappointed than okay. panic. And I think it's I there's there's one here that says have some pride. And okay. I think that's kind of where I am. Got it. Like I this game started off and it looked like AJ Brown could not be bothered to care to try to catch a football. Like those first couple it looked like he just could not be bothered to be be mentally present in this in this football game and picked it up after that fine but then fumbled and it just it to me appears as if it i don't know it's like the 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 hunger doesn't appear to to be there they say it does mm -hmm. but it just doesn't show through as much and I think I'm more, it's like, it goes all the way back to like, damn, that Super Bowl really was their shot. Mm. Like they, they really had that shot and they just couldn't, they couldn't find a way. And now it's at the point where it's just like this, you know, fraudulent team discourse is going to be pretty brutal for the next couple of weeks. Because no matter what happens, if they, you know, if they whoop on the Seahawks and the Giants twice and the Cardinals, it's like, okay. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Most people should. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I, I'm, I think I'm just more, instead of like panic, mm -hmm. I'm just more like just really disappointed in what's happened these last two weeks because it's not, like I was saying to Shane earlier, like it's not, if you would have told me in September that they would have gone, you know, three and two or through this, this stretch of games. Great. But the way that they've lost and just how bad it's been, it's, it's really disappointing after, you know, you start 10 and one for, for what? Yeah. It it's, I, I kind of just go back to what I was saying at the beginning that it's just, it will be hard to be confident in this team because you're out of good opponents. I mean, Seattle's fine. They've got a good offense. You're out of good opponents. And so it would be one thing to have lost these last two games. Even if you, even if you got blown out by San Francisco and you rebounded here, you know, you take the lead and then Dak drives down the field and scores a game winning touchdown. 
you tip your hat and you say, man, it was a good game. We played well. And, you know, we kind of thought we're about even with Dallas. We split with them. It's kind of what you expect. You'd feel better. But to just get taken apart like that on the road after you got taken apart on your home stadium. Uh, I mean, I don't, it's not a panic. I'm not panicking, but I, I really question what this team's ceiling is. And, you know, I, I could be totally wrong. They could rest back up. John Stolness was talking about that on Twitter. Uh, you know, it could just be that cumulative fatigue and maybe they're fine. I, I, I just, I don't think that's it. And I hope I'm wrong. It's just a bummer. <laughs> like, it's just a bummer to be sitting here at 12.05 a.m. And just like, what even, what even is this team that we're looking at right now? Like, what right. even is this group of group of people that we're talking about? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows what we're going to see from them next week? At least we get an extra day. That is true. And I, I do, I, I fully expect the offense to look good next week. And really for the remainder of the season. Again, they are not playing good defenses, and hopefully they are able to parlay that into – is that the right word? Anyways, hopefully they're able to keep that train rolling as they get into the playoffs, get that get their mojo back, and you know be able to carry a defense that is hopefully good enough to give them a few opportunities, uh, but you're not winning games putting up 13 or 15 points in the playoffs with this defense. You're going to have to go score – uh, and, yep. and the offense is fully capable. We, we, we've seen them do it, right? We've seen them in the Buffalo game score on what was it? Five, five of their last six possessions to win the game. We've seen them put up 28 on Dallas, 38 on Washington, 31 on Miami. And so they can, they can do it. They can put up points. It's just been a little bit. And by a little bit, I mean like three weeks. So it's not even been that long. It's not even that long of a, of, of a down stretch. It just comes against your two biggest rivals for the one seed. It really sucks. Uh, but yep. hopefully we'll see the offense really get back on track against Seattle next week. We can only hope. All right. The one oh. good thing about getting flexed to Monday is stress-free Sunday football. That's the only good thing. Yeah. You get to enjoy the other games. Very true. Yeah. Just put on some red zone and, and put the feet up. Well, I say put the feet up. I have a toddler. That doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. <sighs> yeah. Let's just hope we're not back in this situation next week. I, that can't, was I can't do this again. I no. can't do this again after another primetime game. This is no. not This is not good for my mental health, being up this late doing this. Yeah. <laughs> and have to wake <laughs> up at 5 o'clock tomorrow morning. Oh. I feel like we we just I'm out I'm out of things to say. <laughs> now I'll tell you what, we'll get in the film room, and we're better than this, and we're not podcasting up to our standards tonight, but we'll we'll come back better next week. So we'll have a lot of episodes dropping this week. So. We're gonna we're gonna hold ourselves accountable. Rachel's gonna get on the chalkboard here, and, and we'll be we'll yeah. put a better product out next week absolutely oh all right and with that we are going to to wrap up thank you so much to everybody in the comments we are seeing all your comments even if we don't get them all up on the screen we really appreciate you guys hanging out with us especially at this late hour for everybody on the east coast thank you for for joining us bgn instant reaction show make sure you're subscribed everywhere like rachel said we're gonna have lots and lots of the content coming out this week 
from everybody at BGN, it's going to be a lot. I'm sure it's going to be, you're going to, Rachel, you're going to be nice and busy editing everything and, and getting it all out this week. Sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys again for staying up late with us. Make sure to check us out next week. We'll be back after the Seattle game, no matter what happens. We will be here nice and late again talking to you about this one. Hopefully it's a better result. But until next week, on behalf of myself, Shane, and Rachel, go Birds, and we'll talk to you then. Go Birds.